this really gets into the teaching that we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. What our, our topic today is embracing the kingdom perspective on wealth. Mm -hmm. You know, God is so strategic and we begin to teach on faith fundamentals because if you don't have the right fundamentals, you mishear and you misappropriate a lot of the things that God is trying to say in the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. So we went back and we established faith fundamentals. So you know what we want you to do? Put in the comments, give us our working definition of faith. What is our working definition of faith? And while you're, while you're putting that in there, let me, some, I saw someone ask the question. We are almost at $40,000. And the Lord said, don't be discouraged. I know that in years past, we've been a little further along, but I'm telling you, I want you to pray that those people who God have spoken to, that they would release the resources that God has told them to release to the scholarship fund. And I promise you, we'll meet the goal. God already knows what he wants to do. He already knows what he's going to do. So as you're getting that definition put up there, as you're telling us what faith is, then come on, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna believe God and praise God. We're almost at $40,000. I believe we will be by the end of the day. Amen. Okay, Latonya got it first. Faith is a supernatural force, believe power from God mm -hmm. for the believer to do the will of God in the earth. What is faith, guys? It is a supernatural force, power, and be or belief. Where, who's well, it from? Now, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I know. Now, you I know. Not, now I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Supernatural. It's, it's, it's not to do God's will. It's to bring God's will. Yes. To pass. Okay. It's to bring God's will to pass because we, we it's, this is about God. Faith is about God. It's not about us. It's about the God gifts to the believer so that we get to partner with him to bring Amen. his will to pass. His will to pass. I'm just a stickler on definitions, but that's okay. No, I think that that's really important. And I think that it is, it's, it, I think it's important. And I'm glad that you did it because. It's very easy to make a modification where there doesn't need to be a modification, mm -hmm. right? So let me say it again. Faith, a supernatural force, belief, power from God mm -hmm. given to the believer mm -hmm. to bring the will of God wow. into the mm -hmm. earth, right? And I do think there's a big distinction between bringing and doing, mm -hmm. right? It is to bring the will of God into the earth. Right. So that way we never conflate the fact that we're do, that, that we're doing something and then saying it's God. We want to make sure that we are. We, we God is the CEO. We are the partner with him. Yes. We are partnering with him. Yes. So, again, it goes back to our point that God owns everything. Yes. And we own nothing. Yes. But if we are obedient, we have access to all. Yes. God owns everything. We own nothing, but if we are obedient, we have access to all. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons that you want to be a quick, prompt-to-do giver in your tithes, in your offering, in the scholarship fund, anytime the Lord tells you to be a blessing to somebody, because it shows that you understand, I don't actually own any of this. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, mm -hmm. but you have given me authority and dominion. And when I operate in partnership with you, I have access to everything you have access mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. right? And so it was so funny because I saw this, um, I saw this TikTok the other day, and this dad said that his daughter had invited him out to lunch. 
And he was so excited that his daughter invited him out to lunch and she pulled out her authorized card <laughs> and paid for the right. Like she was like, you know, I got access, but you actually own everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And the truth of it is, is that that is the way we should approach everything that God is giving us or instructing us to do, because ultimately God is the one who owns it all. And we are just the stewards. over mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So we want to get into a new series today. Um, and it's called Embracing the Kingdom Perspective on Wealth. Embracing the Kingdom Perspective on Wealth. Mm -hmm. And um, we have been pastoring for 23 years. You've been preaching longer than I have, but I've been preaching for 25 years. Um, I have gotten the opportunity to travel lots of places. I have done many, 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 many strategies for success. We probably do. I mean, we've done thousands and thousands of videos thousands and thousands of services. And let me tell you something I've learned. I have learned that in every service I have been in, there has not been someone who needed healing. Right. I have never been in a service where someone did not need someone money. Someone did not need money. Yeah. Right now, if you could use more money right now, put me in the comments. Yeah. If you could use more money, even if you're living better than you've ever lived before, when you think about <laughs> all the things that you could do for the kingdom, you could use more money. I was been saying, if you say no, it's because you're selfish. No, and if you say, if you no, say no, it's no, because I don't you're need selfish. more money. It's because you're selfish. It's because you're selfish, because right? We didn't say you needed more money to keep up on yourself. We said you needed more money because the more money you have, the more of a distribution center you can be for the kingdom. So, how many of you would like to know how to get more money? How many of you would like to know how to get more money? And the kind of money that doesn't bring sorrow with. If you want to know how to get more money, you should say me again, like me. I want to know how to get more money. So we're talking about embracing the kingdom perspective on wealth. And I'm going to pray and we're going to jump into it. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we bless you. We honor you and we thank you. We give you praise with much thanksgiving because you are so incredibly gracious, kind, generous, faithful and merciful. We love you. We adore you. We exalt you. You are so incredibly worthy and you are such a good God. Now, we thank you for Jesus. Because of Jesus, we have access to everything that is in the house. We thank you for the written word and the Holy Spirit that teaches us how to access everything that's in the house. And we thank you that you would be so willing to allow us to partner with you to see your will done in the earth. You told us that anytime that we could see here and understand that we shall be converted and we shall be healed. And so by faith, we believe that we receive insight, understanding and revelation today that allows us to live in wealth in a new way. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. I want to start with a foundational concept for this teaching, which is that we are to live in the blessing so we can create miracles for others. We are to live in the blessing so we can create miracles for others. I like that. We are to live in the blessing to create miracles so that we can create miracles for others. One of the things that you teach us when you teach us the five faith expectations, you want to remind them what they are. You just want me to go ahead. Just go ahead. When we teach, when you teach about the five faith expectations is one of the things that we say is that one of the things you can expect from God is a miracle, but you cannot predict a miracle, right? You can predict the blessing. Mm -hmm. You cannot predict a miracle. Mm -hmm. But when I live in the miracle, in the blessing, I get to create miracles for others. Let me give you an example. 
one of the things that our tribe loves to do. We love to do it. We love to match the tip with the bill. It is like one of our go-to things. Would you agree? I agree. We, if, 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 if the bill is 300, there is going to be a $300 tip. It's just kind of our thing. Okay. Well, how many times have we gone out and done that after asking the Lord to give us the right server and the server comes back to the table in tears and says the very, that the amount of money we gave Gave them an ability to buy textbooks, gave them the ability to pay their rent, gave them their ability to pay their car note or get gas. Many times we have had servers crying at our table saying, hey, we if I was coming to work today, hoping I would make enough to get diapers, hoping I would make enough to get gas to be able to come back to work tomorrow. And then we come in and because we live in the blessing, we are able to create a miracle for them. The purpose of prosperity is to be able to represent God in the earth. Mm -hmm. So we are to live in the blessing so we can create miracles for others. So I want you to make this declaration. I live in the blessing mm -hmm. and I create miracles for others. God is looking for hands. God is looking for hands. God is looking for hands. He's God looking is looking for, for hands. For hands that can be directed, hands that can be use and hands that can uh, deliver the goods that he has for those in this earth. God is looking for hands. God is looking for hands. Now, the question is, will you be? Yeah. Will you be hands? Yeah. God is looking for hands. The question is, will you be hands? Mm -hmm. Now, I owe you to tell you this. If you say, yes, Pastor Sean, Pastor Edwin, we will be hands. You need to understand that God always tests your faithfulness. Sure. God does not, we can see from, it's not in the notes, guys, but we can see from the parable of the talents that God gives to you according to your ability to see what you will do with what he gives you. You know, I, I agree 100%. God, the way you phrase that. Sometimes I tell myself, this is an opportunity for me to see what's in my heart. Oh, well, that's because good. Because God doesn't have to test me, so to speak, to figure out whether I am going to do right or wrong. He's God. He already knows. What he does is he gives me opportunity to demonstrate what's in my heart so I can judge whether or not I am who I say I am. Well, that's actually really good. Yes. yes. And in, so would you say this, maybe this is a better way to say it, is that God gives us opportunity to see what's in our heart and how we respond determines our next level of increase. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Because when, sometimes when people hear the word God test me, okay. it's like, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm trying, you know, he's trying to fail me or trying to trick me. He's not, he's not trying he to fail you. He's not trying to trick you. But if you say, God, I'll be your hands. He says, okay, here's what you said. Here's an opportunity for you to demonstrate what's in your heart. Now, Ooh, whether good. or not you do it or don't do it, it's now an opportunity for you to reflect and say, okay, do I really want to be God's hands or is that just lip service? So he's like, hey, you want to be my hands? Here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity for you to demonstrate what it is you say you want to be. And if you come, if you come up lacking, then you know you can go back to my word, watch this, and I'll help you become the person you say you want to be. So God wants us to pass. He wants us to pass. Put in the comments, God wants me to pass. But he needs you to see whether or not passing is in you or not. 
because if passion is not in you, then he needs to give you something that can help you pass. Oh, that's really good. Is that making sense to you guys? So God, give when we say, God, I'll be your hands. Mm -hmm. If When we say, God, I want to be a distribution center. I've seen a lot of people putting that yeah. in the comments today. God says, okay, I'm going to see if you really want yeah. to be a distribution center. I'm, 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 give I'm you going to give you the opportunity. I'm going to entrust mm -hmm. you with something to see if I can get it back from you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you something to see if I can get it back from you. What we need to look at is how we respond when it looks like God is asking for the thing we wanted to keep. Mm -hmm. So God's will is prosperity. Mm -hmm. Put that in the comment. God's will is prosperity. God wants us to prosper. Now, this goes without saying, but in case some of you are new, whenever we are talking about prosperity, we are always talking about total life prosperity. But this series is about money. Yes. The reality of it is, you need total life prosperity and the best prosperity you will ever have is to be forgiven of your sins. Mm -hmm. If you are not forgiven of your sins and restored to the family of God, none of the rest of the stuff matters. And it's important to prioritize that so that you understand when you hear us talking about prosperity, even though you may hear money, money is still underneath salvation for us. Yes. When you see us talking about prosperity and hell, it's still under being, being born again for us. And so, yes, we talk about prosperity because the gospel itself is prosperity. It is literally the too good to be true good news. The fact that Jesus Christ would come and die for come us. Come on. Would, would, would lay down his life that we would have opportunity yes. to receive everlasting life, there is no greater prosperity than that. Yes. Everything else we talk about is, is, is subjugated to that. Yes. And so the Bible says, how, you know, how would God who not freely gave up his son would not freely give us all things? So once you receive Jesus, everything else is subjugated to that. It's underneath that. So you don't have to be like, oh, my God, I'm looking, I'm asking God for health and for wealth and, and for, for a good state of mind and good relationships. He wants all of that for us, which is why he died so we could have it. That is so good. Come on, you need to give some heart, some fire, some whatever. But we're going to really get into this teaching today because we're going to start to teach some things that are really kingdom things over the next several weeks. But you got to have the right foundation and the right mindset. So now we have a new definition, our new definition of prosperity. Okay, here is our working definition of prosperity. Are you ready? True prosperity is the ability to use God's power to meet the needs of mankind in every realm of life, spirit, soul, body, financially, etc. That is what true prosperity is. It is the reason that when Jesus, when the woman with the issue of blood touched him, he didn't just say your faith has made you healed. He said your faith has made you whole because she had a blood problem, but the blood problem had created a money problem. Mm -hmm. It had created a societal problem. Mm -hmm. It had created a relational problem. So he says your faith has made you whole. So true prosperity in the context of the kingdom, is the ability to use God's power to meet the needs of mankind in every realm of life. It is whatever the need, God has an answer. Mm -hmm. 
Whatever the need, God has an answer. Now let's look at our first scripture for this. Our first scripture for this is Proverbs 25, 13. We're going to look at the Amplified. His soul will dwell in prosperity and goodness and his descendants will inherit the land. Mm -hmm. So we have that in the Amplified. Now we're also going to look at it in the New Living Translation, right? But what do we know about the soul? The soul is what? The mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination. So God wants your mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination to dwell in prosperity and goodness and for your descendants to inherit the land. So God wants us thinking about prosperity. God wants us thinking about prosperity. He wants us imagining prosperity. Yes. He wants us to do intelligent things toward prosperity. He wants us feeling prosperity, right? yes. And it's in, in the New Living Translation, it says they will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. Amen. When we hear the word of God reveal the will of God, we must quickly agree. Amen. When we hear the word of God reveal the will of God, we must quickly agree. And this is important because we know that the Bible says to us that when the word comes forth, the word that we do not comprehend or the word that we do not understand or the word that we do not grab hold to, the enemy comes to quickly steal away that word. And so when we hear the word about prosperity, when we hear this idea that God wants us blessed, no matter how we get tight in our chest about it or what we've heard before, we have got to be able to quickly agree with that. Because if we don't quickly agree with it, the enemy will come in and try to steal that word away. And it'll be like, well, maybe God doesn't want me blessed. Or maybe I'm too focused on material things. Or maybe this isn't the will of God. Or maybe this and maybe that. No, 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 no. When we hear the word of God revealed, and the word of God is revealed in scripture that God wants us blessed, then we need to agree quickly. We need to agree quickly. So here's how we practice agreeing quickly. Make this declaration. All 80 of you who are here. This word is for me. Prosperity is God's will for our lives. Amen. That's Prosperity what you do. Now you've heard it. I don't, I don't care what your credit score is. I don't, I don't care what's in your account right now. You got to agree quickly. You got to say this word is for mm -hmm. me. When God first started teaching us, and we would be listening to teachers about this, right? Too broke to pay attention, right? But we were like, this word is for us. This word is for us. And because we took that word, God has increased us more and more and more and more and allowed us to be able to be a blessing to more and more people and causes because we took the word even when it didn't look like. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, you have to learn to fight through that feeling when your bank account is low when you don't even have any prospects of, of, of things changing in the natural, you have to be able to still say, this word is for me. We were saying this word is for me when we had, when we were trying not, to trying not to bounce checks. We were saying this word is for me when we literally had $12 in our savings account. We were saying this word is for me when the only vacation we could take is when someone else was happened to pay for it. I mean, and, I, and I don't know what your situation is right now. I don't know where you are. What I'm saying to you is prosperity is the will of God for your life. In whatever stage you are right now, you have to be able to believe that even when everything in your flesh is telling you it's not for you. 
And I know what that feeling, I know that knowing thought in the back of your mind, I know what it feels like to be saying this word is for me and you still wondering how you're going to pay that bill next week. You cannot get involved in that kind of negative thought. You have to say this word is for me and I receive it quickly. And you grab, you got to grab hold to it. Yes, because it's so important to understand this, right? Because when the Bible tells us in Mark 11 that we believe in our heart, it does not mean we won't have thoughts, thoughts. to the contrary. Right, right. But we believe we receive in our heart. And then when the thoughts come, we say, no, this word is for me. Because now, believing is a choice. And I can choose to believe my head knowledge. Or I can choose to believe God's word. And I choose to believe I God's word. I choose to believe God's word. It's just better if you believe God's word. It just you just live better if you believe God's word. Yep. This is also why Pastor Edwin told us you got to tame your team. You do. Because when you are saying that you are going to be debt free and you owe everybody, you need somebody who is also believing with you that's saying, girl, me too, or girl, I know you can do it, or dude, I know it can happen. You don't need to be surrounded by people that's saying, you think so much of yourself, ain't nobody in our family never been out of debt. And then if you do accidentally tell it to somebody and they say that, you say, well, I'm the first. Yep. I'm the first. And some of you, God wants to make you the first. You, he wants you to be the first in your family. He wants you to be the first in your town. He wants you to be the first in your profession. He is looking for some people that will say, this word is for me so you can be the first. And here's the thing that you don't want to do. You don't want to live long enough to see God call somebody else to do what he was trying to do in your own life. And I remember Dr. Ivy here, you said that to me and it, it, it changed my absolute life. He said, God's will is going to come to pass in the earth. The question is, will it be able to come to pass as you partnering with him? Because the worst thing you want to do, what you, you don't want to have God tell you to do something. And then you allow fear and doubt and disbelief to come into your life. And so you don't partner with God. You don't move on with God. And then you end up living long enough to see someone close to you, as Pastor Sean said, be the first. God's calling you to be the first. But if you don't go, he won't stop calling. He won't stop calling. Somebody else will be the first, but he's called you to be the first, but you've got to have some fortitude to step out and say, God, this word is for me, even when everything in the natural doesn't make sense. Man, is this teaching resonating with you? If so, you need to leave a comment, but you also need to share this with somebody. There are so many people um, who just need to be fortified in this teaching so they can stop being talked out of what God's will is for your life. Right. And so now let's keep going. How do we know God wants us to prosper? He certainly does. How do we know God wants us to prosper? Third John 2 tells us, beloved, above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. The Amplify says, beloved, I pray that you prosper in every way. In every Could way. you turn and tell to one of your um, your virtual covenant partners, I pray that you prosper in every way? You know, do you know that's our prayer for you? That when Pastor Sean and I pray, that we pray two things. One, that your eyes, that, the, that, the, that the, your understanding of your eyes will be enlightened, that you would see God's word for what it is. And number two, that you would prosper in every way. We pray that you prosper in every way. 
Why? Because the Bible says the blessing of the Lord make it rich and mm -hmm. add no sorrow. Mm -hmm. In the kingdom, it should not be named among us that you got rich, but your marriage fell apart. I pray that you prosper in I every way. I pray that you prosper in every even way. Even as your soul. Even as your soul prospers. That as you tame your thoughts, as you tame your team, as you tame your temperament, as you tame your tongue, that you are prospering in every way. I pray that you prosper in every way. I feel like somebody's getting that real deep in every their heart way. today. And the Amplified says, beloved, I pray that you prosper in every way. I pray that your pets be healthy. Come on. I, 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 we pray for you in every way. If whatever you're doing, we pray that it prospers and it's a blessing to you and to others in every way. In every way. Baby, let me tell you something. We got some blessed pets. Yes, we do. The Valley's got Charlie is a blessed dog. Like everything attached to you is everything. supposed to be blessed. Everything. Everything. Listen, God every wants way. to put the blessing on you. Every way. Hear what I'm about to tell some of y'all. God wants to put the blessing on you that you never need a new car because your car breaks down because your car got the blessing on. Mm. So you you get a new car because it's just time to get a new car. You are never again waiting on your car to break down because the blessing keeps your car mm -hmm. from breaking down. Mm -hmm. We live for years. We went through a period of time where the most important thing to us was to give into the kingdom. When we finally turned in our car, the day that the Lord said to us, okay, it's time. Okay, you have proven to me that if you got to choose between new cars and vacations, you will always choose the kingdom. And we turned that car in. It had what? 335,000 miles on it. 335 miles on it. Now you think about this. Everybody always makes these digs about Ford and how Ford's back in the day, not so much anymore, but everybody used to talk about how Ford's don't last. Baby, every Ford we had was blessed. Why? Because we was tithing. And here's the thing. When we, during that time, you know, we had that car for 12 years. We paid it off in five. The other years we had money to go get a new car and the Lord would say, I need that. I need that. He said, I need you to sow this into the kingdom. I need you to bless somebody with it. And we said, okay, Lord, you got to, we driving, we driving uh, an hour and a half, an hour and a half, two hours, one way, uh, uh, twice a week. We need you to keep this car running. And God was faithful. And we drove that Ford for 335,000 miles and blessed everybody God told us to bless. And blessed everybody God told us to bless. And you need to understand this. That because the blessing is on you, you got to stop going into jobs, letting somebody else control the atmosphere. Yeah. The, the Bible says, the Bible says this about um, Isaac, um, about Jacob, and also about Joseph, that basically um, Laban did not want to let um, Jacob go because of how Jacob prospered. Um, he prospered. Laban in a way that he had not been prospered before. Potiphar did not want to lock Joseph up. You should say, I, I got the blessing on me. I make things better because the blessing is on me. I, I, I am. And see, when you don't understand that you are blessed, 
You don't understand that God will put you in situations where the blessing is not flowing so the blessing can flow. Mm -hmm. And so many of you, when you are in tough situations or situations that are not perfect, you don't realize that you are carrying the presence of God on you that is supposed to reset how things go. And that is why we had to lay that foundation to faith out so that when you know that God sent you a place, when you know that God calls you to something, you don't get moved because things look crazy. It's supposed to look crazy. That's why God sent you there. Mm -hmm. That's why God sent mm -hmm. you there. So not only does God want us to prosper, but God takes pleasure in our prosperity. Yes, he does. God takes pleasure in our prosperity. Mm -hmm. I need you to say it like I'm saying it. God takes pleasure in our prosperity. It does God's heart good to see his kids it blessed. It does. He takes pleasure yep. in our prosperity. Yep. Now, you know, I've been using Pastor Edwin and Canaan as an example of this, but we were laughing this morning that even Jordan is the same way. But I don't know if y'all saw it on Friday or Thursday or whatever day it is when Pastor Edwin made that little post about how do you keep your daughter from spending all of your money or whatever that little post is that you made. And I want y'all to know because he did not post this on social media. But on Friday when they were shopping, he was sending me pictures of the bags. He was sending pictures of me of him smiling with the bags that he had bought. But the biggest bag was mine. I sent you the picture of. Uh huh. But you sent the other bags too. The yeah, Zara I wasn't smi was smiling in that one. I was smiling in the bag that but I. But were you smiling in the bag I had? But yeah. yes. But were were you? No, <laughs> just the, I was smiling in the bag. Did you take pleasure in the shopping you did with Kane? Absolutely. Now, because I just want you to tell the truth. Absolutely. Did you take pleasure in it? Yeah, sure, absolutely. It does my heart good to be a blessing to my children. Now you say, well, Pastor Edwin is not the standard. You're right, so we got a scripture for you. Psalms 35, 27. Let them shout for joy. Glory. And be glad <laughs> that favor my righteous cause. Do you favor the Lord's righteous cause? I do. I favor the I Lord's do. righteous cause. I favor the Lord's righteous cause. Let the Lord be magnified, which takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. That's me. I'm a son that serves. Mm -hmm. He takes pleasure in my prosperity. It does his heart good to see me blessed. Amen. Now, it might not do your heart good to see me blessed, but it does his heart mm -hmm. good to see me blessed blessed. Mm -hmm. Somebody need to get that all in their belly. It does God. I, and you know what, babe? You know what I decided? I have decided to be like Canaan. Mm -hmm. Canaan does not want to cheat you out of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Canaan does not want to cheat you out of pleasure. So I, like Canaan, do not want to cheat Abba out of pleasure. Amen. Many of you are cheating Abba out of pleasure. Mm -hmm. You are cheating Abba out of pleasure. Because you will not let him prosper you so he can take pleasure in, in your, your prosperity. prosperity. Amen. Oh, this Amen. makes the this make poverty mindset, man. He takes pleasure in your prosperity. Mm -hmm. He takes no, let it sink in. It does God's heart. No, and I listen, I want y'all to say this because there is a difference in the word. I want you to say this. The Lord. Latonya, you are. She said, am I cheating you out of pleasure? You are. We all are. 
None of us have fully allowed God to give us everything that he desires to give us. None of us have fully allowed God to do everything he wants to do in us. Why? Because our intellect kicks in. We say, that's okay. I don't need that. That's okay. It's not necessary for me to do that. That's okay. I don't need that much money for whatever. So we all have. And so let's just make that easy that we all have. But how about we go all do better? Mm -hmm. We're going to all do better, right? But I don't want you to just say the Lord takes pleasure in, in me being blessed because that's the way you water that thing down. I want you to say the Lord takes pleasure in my prosperity. Mm -hmm. The Lord takes pleasure in my prosperity. The Lord takes pleasure in my prosperity. Let me just stop and ask you this question. If indeed the earth is the Lord's and he created the earth for men, and then men through their sin gave the earth to Satan and then Satan got a, a um, got um control of the resources because of man's sin. And then Jesus came and redeemed us and gave us back our right standing. Do you really believe that God would rather have wealth in the hands of a heathen than someone who favors his righteous cause? God's looking for hands. God is looking for hands. And I think we really need to open this up because we have been too comfortable with those who do not favor his righteous cause having the resources. Number three. Yeah, God supplies our prosperity. So God supplies our prosperity. So not only did he take pleasure in it, but then he supplies. He supplies it. <laughs> and there's so many scriptures that talks about that. One is Deuteronomy 8 and 18. It says, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he, he. that giveth the power to get well, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. God says, not only do I take pleasure in your prosperity, I want to give you the power to get it. And the reason I want to give you the power to get this prosperity is so that we can partner together so that you can be my hands in the earth to get my will to pass in the earth. Amen. He says, this is the reason for prosperity. The reason for prosperity is not just to, to, to so you can flex and so you can keep all the material possessions upon yourself. God doesn't have a problem with what we have, because if, if we had the most expensive stuff in the world, it's really junk compared to him. It's just junk. So he doesn't care about what we have. What he cares about is us being able to be his hands in the earth, that we can partner with him so that when we have material possessions and he says, hey, I need you to use this to be a blessing to this person. I need you to do this to get this kingdom assignment done. I need you to do this in order to build this for my kingdom. That's the reason he wants that, that prosperity in our hands. That's why he wants that power in our hands. That's why the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. He says, but if you're going to get it and be just like the wicked, I don't need to transfer it to you. It can stay where it is. I'm looking for someone who can partner with me, someone who understands their role as a steward and understands my role as an owner. He says, and if I can find someone, the Bible says that his eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for someone he can be good to. Who is the person he can be good to? The person who will extend their hands to him. The person who will say, God, here's my hands. God, I use me. God, I'll, I'll be your handiwork in the earth. God, I'll be a distribution center. God, I'll be the water hose that disperses your water to everybody who needs it. He said, that's who I'm looking for. And so God supplies our prosperity. Yes. And then we look at Psalms 115 and 14. It says, the Lord shall increase you what? More and more. More and more and more and more. And you, you, and, you and your who? And your children. He says, God says, I'll be good to you and your lineage. Yes. He says, if you train them up 
to, to, to honor me the way you honor me, to let me use their hands the way I use your hands. He said, not only will I increase you, but I'll increase you. And then after you gone on, I'll keep on increasing your children. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who God is being stared by, by this word? Listen, and I need you guys to hear this. When we are saying God does not care that you have stuff, God cares that stuff has you. Yes. And you need to understand you can be broken, stuff has you. Yes. Because you if you if you broke and the Lord asks you for what you have as broke and you won't give it, that stuff has you. That stuff has you. You don't have to have mounds of stuff for stuff to have you. Absolutely. Somebody asked me the other day. They said, how do you know when you have too much stuff? I said, when the Lord says so. Mm -hmm. When the Lord says so. I, you you got to stop letting the world define what God says. And it remind, I told you a joke this morning on the way over here, right? And I told you this joke. And so here's the joke, because it, it really does speak to what we're talking about. This guy showed up to heaven. Um, we just go call him um, Bob Smith. Bob Smith shows up to heaven. He's got a bag. He meets Peter at the gate. And um, and Peter, Peter he, he asked Peter, Peter asked for his name. He looks in the book. He says, yes. Your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. He says, yes, you can come on in, but you can't bring that bag. The man is like adamant. No, I can bring this bag. I already talked to God about bringing my wealth to heaven, and God said I could. And Peter's like, no, we typically don't let people in with a bag. The guy's like, no, you call the Lord and make and see, he told me I could bring my bag in. So he calls the Lord. He says, hey, Bob Smith is here. He's like, oh, send Bob to see me. He says, well, the problem is Bob got a bag. He says it's got his wealth in it. And um, he says that you told him I could bring, he could bring it in. He said, oh, yeah, I did tell him he could bring him in. Just let Bob in. Tell him to come see me. Bring him. Come on in. And so Peter said, Peter was curious. What in the world is in this bag? So he asked Bob, Bob, can I see what's in the bag? And in the bag, it was bricks of gold. Peter looks at him and said, why did you bring pavement up here? <laughs> and the guy who told the joke was saying that the point is wealth is for earth. Right. Because God got streets paved of gold. Wealth is for earth. Wealth is to make a difference in the earth. This dude is adamant that he, got to, he has to get his wealth to heaven. And what he considers wealth in heaven is how they make the roads in heaven. Wealth is for earth. Wealth is for earth. And so I need to be wealthy here so I can advance the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And you've got to break up with that religious spirit, that critical spirit, and that poverty spirit that has you convinced that somebody who is for God should always be struggling and somebody who is not for God should have abundance. It's out of whack. It's out of order. It's out of the kingdom. But somebody has to say, this word is for me. Mm -hmm. This word is for me. Yeah. Now we got another scripture, Philippians 4.19. Yeah, and I love Philippians 4.19. I know, that's why I it's, it. it's the only place in, in scripture where you find this. And I think it's so important because people read this scripture and they try to make it applicable to everybody. But it is only applicable to the people who do what the Philippians did. Facts. The Bible says in Philippians 4.19, it says, But my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The Amplified says it like this, that my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't have time to do this, but you need to read Philippians 4, 1 through 18. 
because once you read Philippians 4, 1 through 18, you realize why the apostle wrote this letter to the Philippian church. A lot of people like to say, but my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But do you qualify? The question is, do you qualify? Because he didn't write this to the Corinthians. He didn't write this to the Romans. He didn't write this to the church of Thessalonica. He didn't even write this to the Ephesians. He wrote this to the Philippians because they did a specific thing. And what was the thing that they did? They gave sacrificially. And because they gave sacrificially, because of the way that they did what they did, he wrote to them and said, you know what? Because of what you did and the way you did it and the spirit behind you doing it, my God shall supply all of your need. Everything you need. You gave out of your need when you could have kept it for yourself. The fact that you didn't let stuff have you, my God shall supply all of your need. See, when you don't let stuff have you, God will supply what you need. But when you try to keep what you have to get your need, your need always goes unmet. Do you know why Paul said to them, my God will supply all of your need? It was a it, he was pulling Genesis 12. Mm -hmm. He was pulling Genesis 12 and declaring that over them, because in Genesis 12, what God says is I will bless those that bless you. Mm -hmm. So Paul was using their generosity mm -hmm. to invoke the Abrahamic covenant on them to say, God, they have blessed me in doing the work of the ministry. Now, God bless them. That's why it is such an anointing when you give to the scholarship because the scholarship is benefiting somebody you don't even know. It's benefiting people for, for generations. It is doing that thing where he's able to bless them and then their children and their children because of your seed. And that is the reason it is so important that you understand that before you just declare my God shall supply, have you met the qualifications? I know it's one of the things, especially when I'm always talking, when I talk about the blessing, I always say, I don't want to do you a disservice and make you think you're qualified for something you don't, yep. because then you're looking for something that's not going it's to not come. For example, if you are not a tither, it does not mean you will not have any provision. It means that there are certain promises that do not belong to you. One of the specific reasons that we knew that God would preserve our cars is because we were tithers. And the promise of a tither is that he will rebuke the devourer for our sake. There's a promise of protection around the tithe. There is a promise of protection around the tither. That is why if you are a tither and stuff start breaking down in your house, you need to be like, um, hold on, wrong house. Don't come over here with this foolishness, right? That's why if you are a tither and you have to pay for a repair, you ought to ask the Lord for your money back mm -hmm. because you have a covenant of protection. You have a covenant of an empowerment being released on and, you, and right? I have to say this because Pastor Raph and I talk about this sometimes. To occasionally tithe is not being a tither. Please say that again. A tither is someone who has made the decision that they don't care no matter what comes their way. What is owed to God, they are rendering to him first. They ain't trying to figure out whether I need to hold the tithe back this month because I got a vacation to take. What belongs to God, they are happy to surrender and give to God. That is what makes you a tither. It's the consistency. It's the I don't care what's happening. This is what the Lord is going to get from me because it's his and it's my honor to give it to him. Well, I think Proverbs 3 says it like this, bring the Lord the first fruits. Mm. Like I'm going to give to God first. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give to God first because the Bible is clear that if you take care of God's house, he's going to take care of your house. And listen, we're we not arguing with you about being a tither. We are not. If tithe if you want to, don't tithe if you want to. All I'm saying is you can't talk me out of it. But I also want you to understand but check your this. Fruit. 
but check your fruit. But check your fruit. I also want you to understand, though, that in Malachi, when it talks about, it says, will a man rob God in tithes and offerings, okay? When you rob God in tithe, you steal from him. Mm -hmm. When you rob God in offering, you steal from yourself. Yep. Hear what I'm saying? When you rob God in tithe, you steal from him because you took what did not belong to you. And you cannot spend my money without being a thief. Mm -hmm. Right? It's one of the things that we've had to teach our kids, right? That if I give you $20 to go to the store and ask you to buy a loaf of bread and you spend more of that money without asking me, you have stolen. You have stolen, you have stolen because it wasn't your money to make a decision about. Now, the offering is now going to determine if I'm stealing for myself. Mm -hmm. That's why he says, give as you have purpose in your heart. If you give sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. If you give generously, you'll give, give generously. I will forever say this. That is not about amount. That is about a intent and promptness. Yes. That is not about you giving. Because understand this. God is not impressed by somebody who got $100 million who gave $100. But $100 to somebody who only makes $30,000 a month, that's a that, that's an offering. That meant something to you. It is a sacrifice, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, number four, this is the one I love right here. Prosperity is necessary for the gospel to be preached around the world. Mm -hmm. Prosperity is necessary for the gospel to be preached around the world the world. Mm -hmm. Prosperity is necessary for the gospel to be preached around the world. In Matthew 24 and 14, it says, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all the nations will hear it and then the end will come. Mm -hmm. And then the end will come. So many times people are like, how are we going to know when Jesus is coming back? The Bible just told us we will not know when Jesus is coming back. The Jesus will not come back until the good news about the kingdom is preached throughout the entire world. Mm -hmm. Tell your neighbor, say the whole world. The whole. the whole. When is Jesus coming back? When is Jesus coming back? Jesus coming back when the gospel is preached throughout the whole world world mm -hmm. the whole world now just look at your virtual friend and say you know it takes money to reach the whole world you know it takes money now you know it takes money to reach the whole world you know it teach takes money to teach the whole world there is no way to reach the whole world without money let me ask you a question how is a missionary supposed to go anywhere without resources how are there supposed to be television broadcasts, radio broadcasts, streaming, um, continual programs, podcasts? How are there supposed to be books written? How are there supposed to be meals provided? How is that supposed to be? How is that supposed to happen if there is no money? Mm -hmm. How is there supposed to be? So again, Matthew 24, 14 um, New, Living, um, New Living Translation says, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all the nations will hear it and then the end will come. Let me ask you a question. 
do you care that the gospel reaches the whole world? Absolutely. Because one of the requirements Absolutely. to qualify for kingdom prosperity is you have to care about the gospel reaching the whole world. You got to care about the gospel reaching the entire world. Make that confession. Say, I care about the gospel reaching the whole world. So many people say, I'm ready for Jesus to come back. Oh, you want Jesus to come back? Let's get the gospel to the whole world. Yeah. Let's get it preached in every tongue, every, every tribe, every nation. The gospel must be preached around the entire world. You ready for Jesus to come back? Then preach the gospel around the entire world. And it takes money to do that. Amen. Right? Number five. This is important for you to understand. Number five. Prosperity. God's prosperity comes with persecution, but not sorrow. God's prosperity comes with persecution, but not sorrow. Proverbs 10 and 22, it says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. Now, we gave you the definition. What is true prosperity? The ability to use God's power to meet the needs of mankind in every realm of life, spirit, soul, body, financially, emotionally, etc. So God says that his blessing is going to make us rich and add no sorrow. But now if we go to Mark, we see an add on to that, mm -hmm. right? Mark 10, 29 through 30. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brothers or sisters, father or mother, wife, children or lands for, for my, my sake. sake. Not because you got tired of the wife and kids. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but for his sake. Come on. He's making a clear definition between persecution that is normal persecution, mm -hmm. persecution that comes from my own bad choices, and persecution for his sakes. Come on, read this. For my sake in the gospel, but he shall receive a hundredfold. Mm -hmm. When? Now, now that don't take you to Hebrews 11. He shall receive a hundredfold. What? Now, in this lifetime, in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, and land with persecution and in the world to come eternal life. Mm -hmm. He says, when you care about the kingdom, you have access to eternal life. He says, but now in this lifetime, you are going to end up in a position where you will have the hundredfold, the blessing without sorrow, and you will be persecuted for it as a result of it. Mm -hmm. what, have you ever stopped to consider why there is so much persecution for abundance among saints, even from other saints? Well, the goal, is to, the goal is of the enemy is to keep us broke, because if you keep us broke, then the gospel can't be preached. I mean, I think one of the people who say this almost every time he preaches, Brother Jesse Duplantis, he talks about this all the time. If you can keep the church and the people in the church, if you can keep the church broke and always looking somewhere else for a handout, then you can limit how that gospel gets preached. Imagine 
if there were no uh, limited resources, the way that we could reach out to kids, the way we could reach out to teens, the way we could reach out to people who are addicted to drugs, the way we uh, could reach out to people who are who have mental illness, the way we could reach out to people who were going through divorces and all kinds of things. But it takes resources to do that. And the enemy understands that sometimes better than the people in the church. And so what he does is he gets people in the church and he gives them bad thoughts and negative thoughts so they can fight internally against those of us who are saying God wants us all blessed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it's so interesting. Even some of the ministries that are against prosperity at the end of their broadcast ask you to sow. Because they need that money in order to keep, keep bashing prosperity. <laughs> So you got to get used to the fact that when you choose to embrace kingdom wealth, that everybody is not going to like it. That sometimes we have had scenarios where God just allows us to be gracious to people who we know talked about us, mm -hmm. people who we know talked mm -hmm. about us and then needed us to pay their rent. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you this. That's what I'm talking about giving up for the kingdom. Because you better know when you know somebody done talked about you, not you heard that they talked about you, not that you think that they talked about you, but you know they talked about you. They talked about you because they said that you was stealing money from the church. They said you only had your car because of the church. They said your kids only had what they had because of the church, which is all a bold-faced lie. But even if it was the truth, it's okay because the priest ought to be taken care of. And then they get in a financial situation, tuck tail and come to you and the Lord say, help them. And you know why you have to be able to be a person who sees yourself as a steward? Because if you see yourself as an owner, you won't do it. You won't do it. But but you don't get to deny God use of his resources. Well. So, so even though you can feel some kind of way about it, if the Lord says, write a check out of my account for what I need done, all your job is to do is to write the check. That's it. You're a steward. You don't own anything. Will we all like take a deep breath there? You see, are a steward, not an owner. Because see, that's the opportunity. The opportunity is the things that happen to you that make you want to say, I won't help nobody. Mm -hmm. That make you say, I won't help you because you talked about me like a dog. And the Lord say, yes, you will. You go help them. You go be a blessing to them. And you like, you sure, Lord? Yes. And sometimes people don't. And, 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 and what happens is the enemy allows your disobedience to God and the use of God's resources to dry up everything that you have. And you wonder why it is that you don't have, you wonder why it ain't working for you. You wonder why. And then people go, well, I'm doing everything the Lord told me to do. Except you didn't, let, you didn't give the person the money when they needed it because they talked about you. And you say, well, why would I give somebody money when they done talked about me? Because it ain't your money. Is God? You said that with your chest. And Can God, you do that again? And, and God said it. <laughs> Don't God do that said again. It. No, I'm serious because I've had these conversations. I'm like, Lord, why in the world would I help them? I know what they said about me. I, 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 I heard the conversation that somebody taped and let me hear what they said about me. Why would I help them? He said, because it's mine. Because it's mine, Edwin. <laughs> Ain't call you strict. No, no. Because it's mine, Edwin. And, Edwin. Our, and our, now your choice is you can be disobedient, right? And you can feel like because they did that, that that's that you're gonna hold on to my resources and not use you, you can unpartner with me. What 
oh. if that's what you want to do. Oh, you can unpartner with me. Oh. It's your choice to do so. But when you unpartner with me, you also unpartner with all my resources. Oh, so you got to get it in your mind. I'm telling you, church, you got to get it in your mind. You are not an owner. You are you, you you are not an owner of what God has given you. You are a steward of what God has given you. I love what Sonia said. We choose obedience over offense. Yes. We're going to choose obedience over offense. You best. You best. We choose will choose obedience. Put, come on, say that with your chest. Over I will choose obedience over offense. And I believe that Jesus gave us this scripture. So when the persecution comes, because one of the things you really got to ask yourself is have you ever given up anything for the kingdom? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people give up stuff. Okay. And I want to give you a good example. We see people who will give up things for their sports team. Mm -hmm. They will drive across country. They will catch a flight. They will spend their last dime. But I want you to really ask yourself, what have you given up to be planted in the kingdom right. of God? What if you actually, the truth of it is, is that right now somebody could decide that they wanted to be <clears throat> an actress or they wanted to be a fashion designer and they could say, I'm going to sell everything and I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to move to New York and the world would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody who didn't make it in the league could say, I'm going to play ball. Oh, even when I don't know the language and literally you will let some hours to church or it's stupid to get on a plane to come to church. What have you actually given up for the kingdom? They'd be like, live your dream, king. Live your dream, king. Go queen. Why? Because they want people to see. No. They want to see. That is so right. They'll be like, oh, <laughs> you do it. You do it. I don't blame you. Move for your dream. So it's okay to move for your dream, but it ain't okay to move for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's okay to sell all the furniture in your house because you think you might be able to be an actress when you get someplace. Mm -hmm. But it's not okay for you to make a sacrificial seed for the kingdom. Right. No, if you make a sacrificial seed for the kingdom, you're a fool. Somebody's running a hustle on you, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, you can make a sacrifice for any dream that you want. As an 18-year-old girl, I came to Northwest Arkansas with $40 in my pocket to get an education, and nobody thought that was strange. Mm -hmm. But we think it's strange that people would move to get their teaching. We think it is strange. Strange. It's not strange. It's that we want to be sold out for everything but the Lord. Mm -hmm. We got we have an internet issue. I think so. Let's see. There. It switched off. It's, it changed. It should be good now. Oh, somebody may not want this teaching out, but baby, we teaching this right here. No, we're teaching this right here. Like you think you 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 think about the foolishness that we hear because most of the foolishness that we hear, it is not that people have trouble with sacrifice. It is that people that have trouble with sacrifice for the Lord for the things of God. That is what people have sacrificed for. Listen, anytime we start talking about prosperity, baby, <laughs> <laughs> some of the weirdest things happen. Now, literally, we have we were connected to the internet. We're, we were fine. Everything was good. It switched to the internet in the other building. 
Now, how does that happen? It just switched to the internet in the other building. We will not be deterred. We will not be deterred. <laughs> we know you, but I'm gonna tell you this: is the real truth. The reason the enemy doesn't want you to get this is because he knows the money that's in the hands of the wicked is only there because you don't know it belongs to you. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to get this. He wants us to see this as stupid teaching. He wants us to see this as heresy. Why? So he can stop the gospel from being preached to the ends of the mm -hmm. earth. He knows that every dime the wicked has, they have this because a believer has not taken their place. Yeah. I'm telling you, you need to share. You need to be sowing seeds. Yes, you need to be sowing seeds. Why? Because he says anybody who sacrifices in this lifetime will receive a harvest and um, a hundredfold harvest, not just a harvest. And baby, over the next several weeks, we're going to teach you how to get that hundredfold. Because the truth of it is, is that many of you need a hundredfold just because you've been delayed so long. Mm -hmm. You've been faithful to God and you've been delayed because you didn't understand how the enemy played in the earth realm. So here's the next point we're going to make today. Okay. What's the next point? We are not subject to the time. And what we are about to break you out of is you are going to stop living by the times. What do I mean? You're going to stop letting um, the economy tell you whether it's time to increase or not. You're going to stop letting the interest rates tell you whether you can have a house or not. You are not subject to the times. God has given us dominion. Amen. All of the earth belongs to the Lord and God has given us dominion. Listen, man, you better go ahead and give the Lord a sacrifice of praise right now. We are not subject to and we do not live under the dominion, rule, control, influence of whichever way the economy and the world system is going at the moment. I'm going to say this again because I need you to get this in your belly. We are not subject to and do not live under the dominion, rule, control, or influence of what whichever way the economy and the world system is going at the moment. And I need you to break up with it right now because many of you let the world tell you what's possible and not the word. Yeah. I was thinking about this. You remember like um, right after we came out of the pandemic and they started building again and the cost of lumber was so high. Yeah. And I remember that there were two of two of my acquaintances that were building homes, right? And one of my acquaintances said, because it's so expensive, we're going to wait, right? But I watched another one of my acquaintances say, there's no shortage of money. Yeah. And I don't care what it costs. I still intend to be in my house by the end of 2022. And she was, mm -hmm. right? Now, she is not even a person who puts high stock on being able to receive provision from the Lord. But what she was convinced of is that it was enough money to build her house regardless to what it looked like. Many of you, you have the Lord, but you let the world tell you, tell you what's possible. Yeah. Now, here it is. So now we're in 2023 and the other, the one lady is in her house and the second lady is just now framing her house. But she could have been in her house too. I'm telling you, you got to make the decision not to be bound and not to be subject to what is happening in the world's economy. Well, that's just like people said, you know, well, maybe I shouldn't buy 
a house right now because the interest rates are high. Listen, there's always a reason not to do something. But the question goes back to what did God say? God said, buy the, buy the house in Atlanta. Buy, buy the house. Get it now. So if God says that, then the same God who says get it is the same God who's going to provide for you to pay for it. So, 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 so many times we look to external things to make a decision about what we should be doing rather than just hearing from God. What did God say? There are people out there on this broadcast right now. God told you to buy a house, but you keep saying why you can't buy a house because of the interest rates. Well, listen, when the interest rates go down, it's going to be something else. When, it, when, when, when that goes away, it's going to be something else. You, you literally are observing the wind. And the Bible says that when we observe the wind, we will never sow. So when you observe the wind, you will never do what God's told you to do. Because there's always going to be something out there telling you why you shouldn't do something. But what did God say? What did God say? God said, buy them boys a house and stop throwing that money away on rent. That's what he told me. That's what he told us. So what do we do? Bottom house. And then he told us, and now I want you to believe to pay it off. Yeah. Now I want you to believe to pay it off. And he said, when the interest rates go down, if you hadn't paid it off, refinance it. But I want you to believe me to pay it off. Now, I want to stop right here. I don't want to get into these Good. notes. I, want I was, to get, I, I, I was I hoping to, you were going to No, stop no, right I want here. to stop right here. You know, I want to stop right here because I want to get. I, I was like, there's a whole lot of notes left. a whole lot of notes. But I, <laughs> but I want you to tell the world how proud you are that I, I be a note girl now. Uh-huh. No, proud. no, no. Say, say I'm Sean, really, I'm proud I, of Sean, you. I'm proud. I'm also yes. proud that you said we're going to stop right there. No, no, no. Because I really want to get into testimonies because the Bible says that the um, we overcome by the word of the um the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. And people need to hear testimonies. We're going to begin to get into where we're going to begin to talk to you about how you receive harvest. I taught a message yesterday that says, give me my harvest now. Um, you need to go and watch that message. Give me my harvest now. Because if you are a tither and if you are a sower, that is harvest that is due to you. So I want to just give you a testimony because I want to encourage you. And we want you to send us our testimonies, your testimonies. And I want you to hear this. There are going to be people over the next several years, but even before this year is over, that you are going to experience supernatural increase. Amen. You are, going, you, you, you are going to experience supernatural increase. You are going to experience opportunities for prosperity and increase, but you are also going to be asked to give in ways that you have never given before. Well. Did, did, you, did, you, did you hear what I said? You're going to be asked to sow in ways you have never sown before. So the other day when Pastor Edwin had to go get Canaan, in order to be able to surprise her, he had to leave super early. So I drove him to the airport. When I was coming back from the airport, I just was praying. And I, and I, I was praying over our partners. I was praying over the friends of our ministry. I was praying over Operation Snowy Cookie. Baby, where is my Operation Snowy Cookie, people? Because let me tell you, I was praying over you guys. And I was praying actually what Paul prayed to the Philippians church, which came from the word that God gave Abraham. I said, God, I want to thank you for everybody who has blessed this ministry. I want to thank you for everybody that is a faithful tither in this ministry. 
I ask you to do for them what you said that they would do. What you would do is that you would bless them because they blessed us. Mm -hmm. So I'm decreeing and declaring that everything that is owed to you in this season be released to you. Mm -hmm. But I need your help. Because it don't do no good for me and pastor to be decreeing and declaring that everything that's owed to you come to you when you don't believe everything that's owed to you that's mm -hmm. coming to you. And so I just was saying, Father, I pray for everybody who gives to the scholarship fund, whatever they need to advance in their life. Lord, bring it to their life. I thank you for it. They're causing somebody else to advance in their life. So bring that advancement to them in Jesus name. I said, but I pray a special blessing for them old OSC people. I said, because what they did was that they released Ephesians 3.20 on us. So I released Ephesians 3.20 back on them. And I want them to have some gifts and some surprises. I want them to have some unexpected increase, right? So I prayed for that. And then I said, God, I need to do more for the kingdom. I, I God, I need to do more for the kingdom. And I said, here's what I need. I said, um, I do not believe I have received the full harvest on every seed I have sown. Well, now I have experienced a lot of abundance, and I, I thank you for that. And, and as I'm talking to the Lord, the Lord gives me a scripture in, in Psalms that says the earth will yield her increase. Mm -hmm. And He says to me, if you got harvest out there, don't talk to me, talk to the earth. Talk to the earth. If you have harvest out there, it. if you have harvest out there, Get off my don't line. talk to the me. <laughs> Talk to the earth. Get off my line. So I started decreeing and declaring as I was driving. I said, I decree and declare that everything that is owed to me, every debt that is owed to me, every seed that is owed to me, everything that you have instructed somebody to give to me, every place that men should give into my bosom, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over, shall men give into my bosom, that it comes to me now. Harvest come to me now. Now, I'm glad they pulled up the scripture, Psalm 67, 5 through 7. You can put it back up. It's in the King James Version. It says, let the people praise thee, Lord, thee, O Lord. Let all the people praise thee. Then the earth shall yield her increase. I begin to praise the Lord for the earth yielding the increase. But I said something real specific. It seemed random, but it was very intentional. I said, Lord, I said, I want every dollar that is owed to me. I said, earth. Every dollar that is due to me today, bring me my dollar. Mm -hmm. So um, the mail comes. When the mail comes, we have a check in there that's a refund from the state. Now, if you know anything about how worked up I was about the taxes, because I always thought they took too many taxes out, that refund made me feel real good. But that refund was already in play. So it was already coming. As I'm texting Pastor Elwin telling him, hey, we got this refund right here. Man, they sent us $2,065. I knew we paid too much. They running us our money. So then we start prophesying to each other about the money that's coming with us. But here's the next thing that happened. Somebody sends me $1 on cash app. Mm -hmm. And they said on Monday, this was Wednesday. This was Wednesday or Thursday. On Monday, the Lord told me to send you $11.95, but I only sent $10.95. Here is your dollar. What did I just ask for? Every dollar that belonged to me. I believe that that happened so God could show me very specifically 
that the earth is obligated to respond to me when I'm in agreement with God. Yeah. And then somebody sent me $1,600 and said the same thing, right? But the truth of it is, is that many of you are waiting on God to determine your harvest instead of understanding that when we say, give me my harvest now, we're not talking to the Lord because the Lord has set a system in place. We are now saying to the earth, well, how could we say that to the earth? In Genesis, he gave us dominion. He said we have the right to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to increase, and to subdue. I want you to know that what is about to happen is only going to happen to the people who live righteously before the Lord, agree with the Lord, and say what the Lord is saying. I don't want you to be one of those people because FOC about to be blessed. No, no, no. The partners of FOC about to be debt free. People about to pay off houses. People about to give more than they've ever given before. People who never imagined themselves being able to give $10,000 to a scholarship fund, about to start seeing themselves with the ability to give $10,000 to a scholarship fund. And by this time next year, they will have given $10,000 to a scholarship fund. But I want to be real, real clear because I owe And it's this. already done. And it's already done. We just got to walk in accordance with it. It's already done. It's already done. I, but I got to be real, real clear to you. If you don't obey God, you don't qualify. Nope, you don't. And, and I, I owe you to tell you because I know that people get you gassed up at this, is this, at this juncture in the service. But if you don't obey God, this don't belong to you. And what you're going to do is you're going to sit around and you're going to watch everybody else increase more and more, even you and your children. There are going to be houses that are going to be paid off. There are some of you right now, I hear this by the spirit of God, you're living in houses that you are close to paying off and you think that that's the end. But God has another house and another neighborhood for you because he has another place that your presence needs to be established so that he can do something in that neighborhood. So you think that you are done, but God is about to show you that you're just getting started. I am telling you, there are people that God is going to stare you. You're going to pay off cars and you're going to buy people cars. You are going to, I, I don't mean you go buy people hoopties. I mean, you're going to buy people cars. But see, what you have to do when you hear this, you have to begin to see yourself as the distribution center. You have to begin to get excited to say, I'm going to partner with Edwin and Sean Strickland and we're going to get the gospel to the whole world. I'm going to partner with Fellowship of Champions and we're going to get students in school. And I'm going to get I'm going to get together with my friends and we're going to bless somebody with a car. We're going to pay somebody rent for 90 days. The Lord said to me, and I believe this is where he's taking us. He said to me, Sean, what if you could pay all the bills you have in one month of what comes into you. He said, what could you do in the next 11 months if every bill you was paid, you had was paid in the first month? Now, somebody by faith ought to just take that, say me too. Oh, every bill for the year. No, every bill for oh, the year. Okay, okay. Every bill, if in January, you could pay every bill for the year. What could you do with the other? What could months? you do in the next 11 months? But see, you got to begin to think that way. If you're in a house right now and that house is not paid off, I want you to begin to decree and declare that that house is paid off. I don't, don't just, we're not just settling for making the mortgage every month. No, we about to pay some houses off. We about to pay some cars off. Why? Why? Everybody put this in the comments. 
because I need my money to be free for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I need my money to be free for the kingdom. I need my money to be free for the kingdom. Does anybody else feel that? Now, the first thing you need to do, the greatest prosperity that you could ever have is to give your life to Jesus. And I know statistically that anytime we do a teaching like this, there are people that you have accepted Jesus as your personal savior, but you really living in the pig pen. You really going your own way. You need to, you need to come back home to the Lord. Because you're supposed to be a part of what we're doing in the kingdom. You're supposed to be a part of the kingdom distribution center. And the reason God can't talk to you about how your money is supposed to impact the world is because he's still trying to get you out of bed with folks you're not supposed to be in bed with. No, let's grow up. Let's come back into the kingdom. Some of you are in a complete backslidden state. Some of you may have never accepted Jesus as your personal savior. Today is the day. Today is the day because as we started this, guys, what's more important than money? Souls. What's always more important than money? Souls, salvation, eternity. So if you're coming back to the kingdom today and you're like, man, I need to come back to the kingdom. I've been out here living, but I'm ready to come home. I want you to put a five in the comments. I'm coming back to the kingdom. I need to come back to the kingdom. I want to be a part of what God is doing. I have been going my own way. I have been doing my own thing. Yes, I love God and yes, I want to go to heaven, but I have been going my own way. I have been doing my things my own way. And but I want to be a part of what I'm not coming back because I'm scared. I'm coming back because I'm excited. I want to be a part of what God is doing. I want to be a part of souls being saved and lives being changed. I'm coming back to the kingdom. We see all of these people putting five in the comments. I'm coming back to the kingdom. Now I want to say to you, some of you who are coming back to the kingdom, this is what I need you to do this time. Don't just come home, stay home. Can y'all put in the comments? Don't just come home, stay home. Come in the house and stay in the house because we got some super dope things happening in the house. Man, we about to win so many souls for Jesus. We about to teach people all over the world how to walk by faith, how to to experience God's prosperity in every area of life. We about to teach the people of God how to get out of debt so that they, they can take several months of their income and be a blessing. Don't just come home. Stay home. Be a part of what God is doing. Now, now that you've come home, are you a partner at FOC? If not, what you waiting on? You need to be a partner at FOC. Why? You just spent 90 minutes with us learning why. Because we will equip you to do the will of God. We will equip you to live in victory. I love it. She said, I love it here. I love it here too. So you need to go to www.focchurch.com, scroll down and complete the partner registration form. You need to come home. You need to stay home. Why? Because we got stuff to do for Jesus. Amen. Now it's your opportunity to give. You want to say something? Mm-mm, go ahead. You, it's your opportunity to give. You ought to be given based on this vision that we're talking about. This vision of debt-free, abundant living so we can get the gospel to the world. Amen. So ways to give. Giveify, push pay, tithe, text to give, or PayPal for our international partners. You need to give to that. Give into what God is doing here. Come home, stay home, and participate in what God is doing. Because I'm telling you, it's some people of God that they about to live a blessed, blessed life. 
and you want to be one of them. Amen. 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 Did you enjoy the word today? Did you enjoy the word today? Our next huddle is? Our next huddle will be Sunday, uh, August the 8th. It's August the 13th. August the 13th. At 11 a.m. At 11 a.m. Time on our Northwest Arkansas campus. That's where it's going to be. That's going to be our next huddle. Use your faith. Sacrifice. Get here. I promise you, if you'll use your faith and you'll learn to sacrifice for the kingdom, it won't always be a sacrifice. Amen. What you do out of sacrifice, you'll start to do out of overflow. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's Amen. so good. Also, I want to remind you guys, those of you, several of you have bought tickets. Some of you may not have heard about it, but we are going to have something called our end of summer soul brunch. And that's going to happen September the 9th, 2023. That's a Saturday. It is the day before the September huddle. It's the day before the September huddle, which will be September 10th. But we're going to have an end of summer soul brunch. Labor Day will be over. The summer will be winding down. It's going to be our in conjunction with our September uh, huddle. It's going to be at nine. I think it's. I think the time is nine a.m. to eleven a.m. Uh, it's going to be a brunch. It's going to be some jazz music, some great food, and a great time of fellowship. There are three different ticket options in which you can purchase. You can purchase a single ticket if you're just a single person and you want to just come and enjoy. That's fine. Uh, if you want to come with a friend or you're a couple, uh, you can uh, take take in the couple ticket, uh, which I think is a small discount uh, from the single ticket. And then if you are a family, we wanted the families to come as well. And so we've made that ticket available. That family ticket consists of at least two adult tickets uh, and up to three uh, additional tickets for children under the age of 16. You can go to Eventbrite. Uh, go to Eventbrite, look for End of Summer Soul Brunch, uh, and you can buy those tickets. I will tell you, and I'm, and I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, with all love, if you wait to the last minute and we have exceeded that 70-person allotment, we cannot allow you in the building. You just simply can't come. No matter how much you love us, no matter how much we love you, you cannot come. We only have space for 70 people, not 70 tickets. So let me explain that. Right now, there are three family tickets that have been sold. I count each of those family tickets as five people. That's 15 spots, okay? So as people are buying tickets, it's not 70 tickets that are being sold. It's 70 spots. And once those 70 spots are gone, uh, then we'll have to close it because they have to prepare for the food. We have to prepare for the seating. And we have to make sure that we don't uh, have more people in the building with the tables and stuff. It's, it's a safety issue, so... Just letting you know, if you're interested, go buy your ticket now. Don't wait. Go ahead and get your ticket now. If something happens, you can't go. Maybe you can sell your ticket or, or donate it or whatever. And I just found out the person who's helping us put that together, they are donating uh, proceeds to this event to the scholarship fund. So uh, that's going to be a very nice little way for us to have some fun at the end of summer and also raise some additional money for our scholarships. I so. think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. You should come to the brunch. You should come to the fellowship. I need everybody to do me a favor as we get ready to go. I need a favor for everybody. It will not cost you anything but obedience and time. As you know, Pastor Elwin has a podcast. As you know, he recently released, and if you don't know Pastor Elwin has a podcast, he has a podcast. It is called Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. And it is very important. One of the things that I try to teach my children is that you should support people 
the way they support you. And how many of you believe we got a good pastor? I know you do or you wouldn't be here. Pastor Elwin has a goal of using this podcast to reach people who do not come to traditional church. Yep. That's the point. It is on Amp. It is on Apple. It is. So here's what I need you to do right now. I need you to go to YouTube and I need you to go to Pastor Elwin's page on YouTube. Tell them how to get there. So if you're going to go into YouTube, just the easiest way to get there is go to PastorStrict.com. Go to PastorStrict.com and I need you to subscribe to his page right now. That's on YouTube. I need you to do that right now on YouTube. I'm going to tell you the rest of the stuff to do, but the first thing I need you to do is this thing. I need you to go to PastorStrict.com and subscribe right now. Okay? Go right now. And if you hadn't done it, what? Don't you say if they go right now, they're going to leave the broadcast? No, right? they're not. Oh. They're going to pull up other windows, oh, okay. other devices. Oh, okay. They're not going to leave the broadcast. Okay. They're going to do multiple things the way all of us do on social media. Gotcha. Ralph said it's done. Who else? If you, Latanya said it's done. I know it's some more, y'all. I, you know, I know it's some more, y'all, because I know how many people subscribe and I know how many people on here. But I like the Chris said, been done. Because I want you to get to the point that you've been done when Pastor Strick asked us something. That you've been done. I have said did it last week. I want you to go there and I want you to do that. I love all the, baby, listen, all, all, all the good students, they like already done, did that, been done. BJ Page said been done. Nutra said been done. Get in the been done crowd. Because if you reach out to Pastor Edwin for something, he is always going to come through for you. So we have you and many of you, you may not have been trained like this. When your pastor is running a vision, your job is to get behind the vision. Now, the next place, what's the other place they can subscribe? Because let's do them one at a time yeah. so we can get them all. So the, 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 if you are an Apple user, if you are an Apple user, uh, I would love for you to go to the uh, Apple podcast app. I think it's called the Apple podcast app uh, and actually like it on Apple. Now, the reason I asked you to like it on Apple is because that is the only place that keeps up with kind of the trend for like what my what my placement is. And the genre I'm in is called self-help. Uh, and the first week I launched, I was number 212. Uh, we'll figure out what I'll be this particular week. Uh, but the more people who go and subscribe and leave a comment, that's how it helps you to get your following up. As you get your following up, Apple does all these little things where they kind of lure people to your page. You guys know how all that works. Uh, and it's not really so much that I want to do it because I want to be like this world's best podcaster. I did this whole Ed Talk thing starting with the first season because God told me to do it. And I had said no. And God was like, okay, how long are you going to say no to the things I asked you to do? You can't tell people to say yes to me and you're saying no. Amen. So that's why, that's, that's why I did it. That's why I did it. Um, now, there are people who don't ever listen to us at FOC who have reached out from the different things they've heard and been shared. They say they are being blessed and had a couple people tell me they, they're, they're, this is how one guy said, I'm willing to give God a try again. And so uh, I just want you guys to go to, to the Apple podcast store if you can, uh, like it and give a review. It only takes a second. Uh, hit that five star review <laughs> and then give me a review. That's so cute. If you have an Apple phone, I need you to open it up and I need you to go to podcast. I need you to go to Ed Talk right now. I need you to give a five and a review. 
we, we wouldn't just like for you to do it. No, I need you to do <laughs> right. it. I need you to do it. Okay. I need you to do it. I love now the e toy said, I did that last week. If you did, if you did, I, first of all, I love all of you. Um, the, I call them the front of the classroom students. Now, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. You, you go to Spotify. Do you have Spotify? <laughs> Can you pull if, up Spotify? Because there are some people who are Android users, and I ain't got no disrespect for Android users. Oh, I, we know you I, love. I love. love I, I have an iPhone now, but I still love Android. We know. Uh, so if you are an Android user, you can go to Spotify. Do the same thing. It's Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. She'll pull right up, uh, and you should be able to subscribe there as well. So if you're not an Apple user, you may not be able to do the podcast. Right. But everybody can do Spotify, and everybody can do YouTube. And I believe, I, my understanding is even if you're not an Apple user, you can go to the tiny URL, I think, and still do it. I'm okay. not sure, so I won't worry about it. But, you know, I think there's a way you can do Santa it. Teresa in the Monday email for my business tomorrow. Send this out to everybody. Let's get everybody subscribed. Babe, could you go to your YouTube right now and see if you have more subscribers? Sure, man. Go ahead. No, because the truth of it is, people need to learn to respond quickly when they're asked to do something. Because how many of you that when you need somebody to do something, you want them to respond quickly? And I think we need to understand we can't be like, oh my God, Pastor Edwin is so amazing. Oh my God, Pastor Edwin is so wonderful. Oh my God. And then he's like, hey, will y'all support me in this? Uh, see, Ivy, she checked to make sure you have more subscribers. She checked too, because that's the real way. You, we, we appreciate it, yes. and we, and no we showing. Yes. Now, then, I need you to do one more thing. I need you to get five people plugged in today. Five people today. Your kids got an iPhone. Take their iPhone. Give them a rating. <laughs> your your big mama got an iPhone. Take your big mama phone and give them a rating, because. The truth of it is we need good sound voices out there. And if God is sending him out there and y'all know him well enough to know that he never picks up anything extra if he doesn't have to, because he really don't want to talk this much. Right. And so if he if he's doing it, there are people that God want to reach and we need to do our part. And I love what Ralph said. You can subscribe through all your emails and, and your accounts <laughs> and your emails. That's true. Help the man of God. Because the man of God is helping people. So thank you guys to those of you who did that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I pray that for those of you who did that, I pray Abraham's blessing on you. And because you have blessed my husband, that God will bless you. And that when you need help, that God will, will help you. And I pray that if you delay, well, I'm not going to pray that. I pray to God to have mercy on you. <laughs> right All right. Man. We'll see y'all for straight. Well, I mean, it's Bible though, Amen. but it's Bible. <laughs> Amen. It's Bible though. Amen. But it's Bible. It's Bible. Baby. But it's Bible. Amen. Okay. <laughs> but it's Bible. I already said it in my heart though. So Bible. <laughs> so, all right. We love you guys. You know all the announcements this week. We give them to you. Are you on Pandora? I don't know. I know I'm on Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Oh Apple. wait, you on iHeartRadio? Y'all got iHeart? Go there. Everything. <laughs> Where else are you? I, I, Apple and Spotify, Amazon, YouTube. You got Amazon? I don't know if I'm on Pandora. I'm about to download some stuff I didn't have to support. <laughs> I'm telling you, you've got to support the man of God. Y'all just send him these things so he can know if he own them. And then we can get on them. 
Five people today. If you're committed to five people today, put it in the comments. I don't care what you did last week, who you shared it with last week. Five people today. I think I may be on Anchor. My um, podcast coach, I think she mentioned that. I'm not sure. Maybe. Obviously, I'm committed. Destiny said I'm committed. Chris said she's committed. Chandra showed her age. She said she got five on it. Five she on got five it. on it. What else? Who else we got? Dawn, five on it. The two big ones are Apple and YouTube. YouTube yeah. The two big ones are Apple and YouTube. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Less support. Well, I say Spotify for the people. Who, but, but, but even if you're Android or Apple, you can do YouTube. That's true. So yeah. Right. So YouTube, because at some point, if yeah. you have enough streams, you yeah. can. You can. True. YouTube will push you yeah. too if That's you have enough subscribers. That's true. Right? So let's get it done. Right? BJ says she go download some stuff to do so she can see if you on there. Um, that's, <laughs> okay. that's what I'm talking about. Right? Um, Sunitra says she two-thirds done. I appreciate that. Come on. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. If Pastor Edwin has helped you in any way, ever said anything that encouraged you, then help him help more people. And you can do that for free. All right. We love y'all. We'll see you at all the activities. Study these notes from today because we're getting ready to go somewhere. We got things to do. Amen. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.